everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the Chronicles of Narnia movie, and I am joined by Allison. Hello again. This movie is a lot, like, scarier than I remember it being. <laughs> in what, like, in what I, way? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just feel like if I was a child watching this movie, I'd be terrified. That's valid. You know? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, war and i think i told you when we watched it because i watched it right before we read the book and when we watched aslan getting essentially crucified i gasped at one part i was like they're shaving him and beating him like i don't know why i was so appalled by it i mean obviously i know why i'm appalled but i was just like i can't believe kids watch this like but i guess literally I I, i guess some of it expresses how evil it is yeah yeah it's all off-screen death technically like they always cut away before it's like brutal but like i've definitely never seen this movie the whole way through or it's been just so long it came out a long time ago what is the year it came out i mean not that long but it's pushing it's pushing 15 years at least yeah let's see i'll look it up for you i'm always looking things up aren't i 2005. Okay. So it's pretty, that's pretty old. I mean, it's not old, but you would have been pretty young. And yeah. so, and so was I. What was that? We would have still I been in Michigan, been, I think. I would have been in, my brother would have been in fifth grade, so I would have been in like third grade. So above my reading level, <laughs> first of all. Um, yeah, December of 2005. Oh, so it was a little Christmas movie. You know, Father Christmas is in it. Makes sense. Checks out. (laughs) Yeah, it works. It works. Yes, I did notice that they cut away for all the, like, I don't know, gory parts. And how uh, violent it is. I mean, I'm glad. I'm actually glad they didn't show it. (laughs) My fragile heart. Literally. Um, they did start though like let's just go chronological order the beginning actually seeing air raids is not something i remembered i okay i'm an overly emotional person when i watch movies anyway like i will cry i think i cried watching the crudes in spanish like i this is just the way that this is the way that i am i don't know i just like watching people cry or watching something it doesn't even have to be that sad it's just my physiological reaction yeah and the air raid part I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. you know what the air raids are, but when you see it and it's just right at the beginning, and I did not remember this movie at all, and tears came down my face and Mike was like, mm-hmm. get a grip. And I was like, this is, can you imagine being that small and your house being no. like going into a bomb shelter? Yeah. Like they're even lucky that their own house had a bomb shelter. Like, most people had to go to, like, a public one, didn't they? Right, but I have the idea that they're they're at least middle class or, like, upper middle class, so... Yeah. um, I mean, there's that, but I... I mean, they can afford a home, so... (laughs) But this is, like, a a home in the the mid-1900s, so... A little little different of pricing, but they live in London, so... Yeah. um, I mean, I guess housing there is always pretty expensive, so... I don't yeah. know. I I know the air raids. I did not remember them being in the story. So just to be smacked with that right off the bat and just 
him running, he ran back in for his dad's photo. Why is that not already in the bomb shelter? That's my question. Well, because you don't think you're going to actually have to use it and you want to see it every day. So why would you hide it in the bomb shelter, right? I mean, I mean, is that the only photo they have of their father? Well, you have to remember the time period. I mean, they you, you don't just get like a bunch of reprints done. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I just feel like if I had a bomb shelter and I knew, you know, uh, like someone in the family's off to war. Mm-hmm. We have a bomb shelter for this exact thing. I'd be putting valuables down there. Like, I'd have, like, a photo album and, like, a couple, like, prized things I don't think I could ever get rid of. Like, it all have to fit in a box because, you know, you don't want to keep your entire house in this bomb shelter. But, like, just some things just to have them ready. Like, yeah. you have food for your family, you have food for your pets, just, like, one box of, like, valuables. Like, keepsake you feel stuff. like you need. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, you're also someone that lives in a hurricane zone, so... <laughs> you're, yeah, I guess. Maybe, maybe you're a little bit more prepared to lose valuables. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I also, when we went through Irma, like, we signed off that we were going to lose all of our prized possessions... So I just had like a suitcase of stuff I cared about. And True. like I, mean, I guess I you know like how to prepare and they tell you to fill up your hurricane bucket every year and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I mean, but this is London and yeah. they're getting bombed. Yeah. I just feel like photo could have made it to the bomb shelter. That was just a personal thing. Agreed. Or maybe just like have a different photo of him in there. But yeah. what did you think of how they addressed the parents? Like because before they're not even mentioned and they're just kind of like, oh, we got to get shipped off because, you know, the bombs, you know. <laughs> how did you like how I the mean, movie the, executed it? I I just don't understand why the mom couldn't have gone with them. You know? I'm sure there's some sort of historical explanation of people were shipping off their kids to, I mean, is the professor in Scotland? Yeah. Do we know if he's in Scotland or something? I can't remember. I don't know if it ever says. I mean, they're at least leaving the London city center. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You would want to ship your kids out and mom probably still has to work because dad's in the war. Don't you think? I mean, I guess it makes sense. They can't have every because I know a lot of women at the time, I think, supported war efforts in different ways. Like they started working, things of that nature. So it makes sense. I mean, I'm guessing she had to go to work. Yeah. She's got but four like, kids. <laughs> I know. Facts. And they're probably not rich, because if they were rich, he wouldn't be at war. Well, he may have volunteered. I mean, they're Maybe. they're rich enough to have a home with a bunker, so... Yeah. I'm imagining, yeah. like, upper middle class. I mean, they live in sure. London. I guess London doesn't inherently mean that you have money, but a home in London... I mean, they're not in an apartment... Right. Yeah, there seem to be at least two floors to this home. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, they We do find out, though, that, like, she doesn't know the professor. I don't know why I thought that she did. But, like, no, he just volunteered to take kids, which is stranger still to me. I mean, even with Ukraine, people were volunteering to take refugees. So, this is... Oh, no, I don't mean that it's strange in 
that he did that. But I mean, it's strange that like his housekeeper has that much beef with these kids (laughs) when he like volunteered. When he's doing a very good deed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking that too. I mean, she's in his employment from as I understand it. So she kind of has to deal, but. Yeah. Cause I thought maybe if he like knew these kids and it was like a begrudging thing, then I'm like, okay, I guess that's why she's, hates these kids but no like he's volunteering to be like the nicest person alive and she's like ew in my brain he was like some distant relative like you know how in in jane austen it's always like in book world there's always just like a random cousin that shows up and makes the plot move forward like just a little literary device here (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking too to be honest so Edmund off rip is just being like an absolute a-hole to his mom. Um, Like as soon as they get in the bomb shelter, everyone's like, why would you do that? And Peter's hard on him pretty fast. I actually think they do a very good job in the movie of Mm -hmm. like the actor for Edmund. I don't know his name, but he really makes you dislike him right off the bat and you just see him being like that attitude is so apparent and then peter the peter's reaction to it is so on point like i i thought they did a really Mm. good job yeah yeah like i can get being annoyed though because there's very much a divide between peter susan and then edmund lucy like it's very much like we are the older you are the younger right and they just for some reason like later books yeah okay it's just wild to me how quickly they step into like the parenting role you know because you had to figure like peter probably had to pull a lot of that when his dad went off to war but like susan probably didn't because they had their mom at home but she could be working she could be working for part of the day so maybe susan picks up the you know in the traditional gender norm like the mothering slack you know yeah, maybe. Considering the times. Yeah, I started like crying in the first five minutes. And then watching all these little kids get on the train, Edmund looking at the soldiers, like kind of wanting to be one. And I'm like, no. I, I got that vibe from Peter, too. That's what I meant. Peter, not Edmund. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I feel Sorry. like I got that from Peter. But he's probably like just young enough that he can't. Yeah. Yeah. We're still very unclear on the ages here. (laughs) Truly. Edmund, like, almost losing everybody in that train station because he didn't want to hold hands. I was, like, going to lose my mind. Like, he's such a brat at the beginning of this. They do such a good job, though, of making him so irritating. Yeah. So it's just a whole train full of kids. Looks really sad. Um, everybody looks miserable. They basically get like these little tags on them saying where they're getting off. Yeah, that was a sad touch. System. Yeah, it was a little it's sad touch. <laughs> it kind of made good me system, sad. Though. Yes, agree. Yeah. They definitely could just change it though. Yeah. At least it keeps all of the siblings together though. Yeah. So um then these kids get off the train and this woman picks him up. First of all, she's late. They get off the train station. There's no one there. And they're just sitting there and they're like, did, did he know? 
did the professor know he was picking his side? Like, <laughs> he had to know, right? Like, that's terrifying. Yeah, and she's pretty much rude right off the bat, too. And As if they yeah. didn't just, like, you know, they're literally refugees, so. Literally. <laughs> like, they just are fully experiencing war, and she can't even have, like, an ounce of kindness in her heart at all. Yeah. So then the housekeeper's like, don't bother the professor. Leave him alone. Um, and we'll get along fine. And everyone's like, okay. And then she also is like, is that all you guys have? And they have like a suitcase each. Like they're fleeing the country. They're not going to like pack up their entire lives. She's rude. Yeah. She's like, what are you, poor? All right, get in the car. <laughs> Maybe that's her showing empathy in, like, a really twisted way. I don't know. I feel like it just was judgy. Yeah, she gave that vibe. Yeah. So, um, they're trying to, like, play games or whatever and do something. And then they decide to, like, play hide-and-seek for Lucy's benefit. Um, that's how she gets in the Narnia, just, like, the book. Uh, my note was, though, that the heating bill for the wardrobe room wardrobe room must be crazy. Oh, my gosh. Well, do they even, <laughs> ha- do they even have heat in that room? I don't know. It's a pretty old building. I don't know. You would have to be, like, retrofitted for it. Yeah. All I can imagine is, like, every time you, like, bust in that room, you're like, wow, it's really cold in here. Holy crap. I'm just, like. Especially if up. we don't close that wardrobe door, you know? Yeah, it's important. <laughs> uh, we do find out the mom's name is Helen because they're like, "Are you a daughter of Eve?" She goes, "No, I'm a daughter of Helen." Oh, there you really go! Cute. It did. It I was did like, what you wanted. Yes. <laughs> All I wanted. That's funny. Yeah, I did not remember that. It's like this. Ah, oh, it made me so happy. So this is where like it really gets like horror movie esque. Like we already went through war, which was scary, and then they get like a. Like, Mr. Tumnus? Super creepy. <laughs> like, if this was an adult movie, like, it looked like he was going to kidnap and, like, try and kill this child. Have like, lock seen- her up in the basement. <laughs> have you seen the movie where he has, like, a split personality? I think it's called Split. I have not seen that. Well, you've probably seen the memes where, memes where it's like, um, that wasn't me, that was Patricia. Like, yeah. that That's what it was yeah. like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He got, he was giving the same kind of like crazy eyes. Yeah, he plays a like crazy person really well. Yeah. How yeah? How did you like him as as the choice for Mister Tumnus? He he just does a good job all around. He's like a really good actor. I feel like yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. Like I'm pleased. I think he's pretty diverse yeah. too, for the most part. All I could think, though, is why is he only having a scarf? Why does he not put a sweater on? I don't know, but it's that way in the book, too, I think. Yeah, but I feel like he says something about always being cold. I'm like, you could solve this problem. (laughs) Maybe Bonds just don't normally wear shirts. (laughs) Maybe. I also like that he's the only, like... Fawns are the only creatures for some reason that they call them by like the animal that they are part of instead of like the actual mythological creature. Like they call minotaurs minotaurs. They don't call them bulls. 
they call like satyr uh centaurs centaurs yeah not horses but like fawns for some reason they didn't want to say satyr don't know why i haven't really thought about it to be honest and he like refers to himself as a fawn often i feel like yeah yeah everyone refers to i don't know if they thought that satyr would be too complicated for a kid as a main character which is possible yeah but we're talking about minotaurs so yeah but they're not like brought up very often true not like i mean main dude yeah yeah no i understand yeah i don't know i don't know enough about classifications of fantasy creatures to be honest yeah i mean he is a satyr that's that's exactly what a satyr looks like so well mr tennis i don't know i don't know but um he gives a creepy vibe though just kidnapping real quick big creepy yeah. Yeah, that part too, I was kind of like, dang, this is creepy. I kind of forgot yeah. about it when we were watching it, and then Mike was like, oh yeah, he's going to kidnap her. I forgot. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because I had watched it right before the book. Mm hmm. And then when Edmund ends up in the library later, oh, like when he, not ends up in the library, when he ends up going into the wardrobe room chasing Lucy down later Mm -hmm. to get into the wardrobe then, he's like, Lucy, where are you? As if there is not only one option in this giant room with only the wardrobe. Like, where else would she be? Well, aren't they doing, uh, they're playing hide and seek and isn't he just being a brat? Yeah. Uh, No, the second time is, oh, the second time, my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're fine. After, in the middle of the night, he, like, follows her in there, and then he's like, hope you're not afraid of the dark, and closes the door like a dirt bag. He's, the only thing I can think of is that he's trying to get her in trouble by shouting that out. I don't know. I don't know. He's just the worst. Just the worst. So then, uh, Edmund gets in there, fully almost gets slaughtered, knife to the throat, immediately. She's the, the white witch is so funny though. Yeah. She's, yeah, I know. I like her. Uh, I mean, I love that actress, but yeah, she does such a good job of being like, Oh, Edmund, my sweet. Yeah. And then when she flips her switch later, it's hilarious. I love that. Like she like barely has it under control. Like this whole facade. She's like, Edmunds, you sweet, sweet boy. And then she's like, oh my god. Like, you can see, like, behind her eyes that she's like, I am losing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like that actress a lot, too. Yeah. I Every time I see that actress, I'm, like, amazed how, like, ethereal they look. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's wild to me. Yeah. Truly. Um, Very diverse. yeah. I don't really know what else she's been in. But like I always feel like She's in Doctor Strange. Which one? The You're right. Nope, yeah. I remember. Yeah. She's yeah. the, the main Mhm. What you call it? You know, witch wizard thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing her in like another role where she wasn't Angel, I think. Let's look her up. We've got time. Yeah, we got time. I don't time. remember. 
We got time. What else are we doing? Oh, Constantine is the movie I was thinking of. Wow. Weirdly, it came out the exact same year. Really? Yeah. Doing she, amazing. She looks she looks good. Yeah, Constantine was the movie I was thinking of. I don't know why I've seen that movie. Like, I don't remember anything else about that movie. The most recent Chronicles of Narnia came out in 2010. Wild. I didn't even know there was a third one until we were watching these a couple weeks ago. And it was in the little cluster on Disney+. And I was like, what? I didn't even... I never even heard of that title. But I Mm -hmm. did not read the books until now. And I'm... I just finished the second one. Mm. I'm reading in publication order. I think I've mentioned, but so I read Prince Caspian. Yeah. And then, so technically Voyage of the Dawn Treader is next in publication order. And that's the third movie. So Disney also follows publication order. So. So it's canon. <laughs> oh, the ancient one is what she is in Dr. Strange. They get back after, you know, Edmund has his entire debacle. Lucy wakes everybody up in the middle of the night. Like, I like that they just sped all this beginning part along. Wakes everybody up in the middle of the night. Everybody's a dick about it. <laughs> Instead of being hunted, though, for tours, um, they change it to uh, they broke a window. I kind of liked that better. It seemed a little bit more realistic that they would be running away. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, there's a war going on. I feel like not that many people are traveling, but maybe that's just me. So depending on where this is located, for some reason, I feel like in my brain, it's Scotland. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was just like the country of London. Yeah. So I probably, I probably of like England. I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, like how close is too close for air raids? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the range of it. I mean, I know that London was hit, but I don't know how far out. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I was a parent, I would send my kids to, like, the farthest point I could get them. Yeah. But you don't want them so far. <laughs> I mean, I want them alive, you know? Like True. You want them out of harm's way. But a lot of Europe is not safe at this point, so. Yeah. I mean, what's... What are people going to do in Scotland? What's like, There's not much going on over there. No one seems to have beef with Scotland, except England. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I like that they were running away for like breaking something that just seemed a little bit more realistic to me in my, in yeah. my head. Because they're children. Yeah. So, then... Everybody ends up in Narnia. My favorite line, though, when they run into Mr. Beaver is, I ain't gonna smell it if that's what you want. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, like, he's like, here, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I love that, like, they're listening to the story of Aslan. Everyone says they want to go home, and then they turn around, Edmund's gone. And they're like, crap. However, I did not... I know that, like... It makes more sense for them to follow Edmund all the way to the steps of the Queen's castle. But I didn't really love that, you know, because it messes the timeline up a little bit. Because they can't really get back home fast enough before Edmund can send out wolves, basically. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I think it makes more sense than him, than everybody just believing Mr. Beaver when he's like, ah, your brother turned y'all in. Okay, let's go. (laughs) I mean, I appreciate that this does follow the book, I think, pretty closely. So I kind of like that it's just as quick. At least for this movie, I feel like the Prince Caspian kind of adds a lot. It felt like it added a lot Mm -hmm. anyway. Maybe not. I don't know. I I don't think I've ever... I know. That's not the movie we're it. talking about. But, like, in comparison, yeah. I feel like this one is pretty to the point, which I kind of appreciated. Fair. Fair. It was still, like, a two and a half hour movie. It's pretty long. I know. I was surprised by that, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like the other one's long, too. And we were surprised by that mm-hmm. when we watched it. And I was like, Jesus, we know we have that much to say. These are, like, 100-page books, you know? <laughs> Literally. 200-page, I think. Yeah. So, um, I do think it's funny whenever they make a husky play a wolf because the size difference is hilarious to me because huskies are are way smaller than wolves are. I so, like, even, I watched I Edmund. That. Yeah, but it's Narnia, so I, I the rules are different, man. You can't. Apparently, also, I think it's like difficult to have like a wolf just like around children, trained or not. Like, I just feel like. It's cheaper, probably, to have a train. Is it not? Is it not CGI? I don't. I mean, there's CGI parts for sure, but like when the quote wolf is just walking around, I don't think that's CGI. I think that's just like a Siberian husky just chilling. Like a lot of it's CGI when it talks and stuff like that, for sure. I'm looking it up. Okay. They were mostly real animals with one or two CGI ones added. They had yeah. to have their tails be digitally removed and re-added. Um, their tails kept wagging when they were filming, so they had to, <laughs> they had to CGI the tails. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so funny. Oh, that's funny. You know, I didn't even notice that. That is so funny. I always notice that in movies just because, like, I know they look similar, but if you've never actually seen how big a wolf is, you wouldn't notice. But, like, wolves are so drastically bigger than Siberian Huskies are. True, and in respect to the size of the kids, it could have been cool if they, like, made it look larger, but... Yeah. I mean, I still think most of the visual work in this movie is pretty good. Like, it's what I picture yeah, no, in my head. Yeah, no, well done. But maybe because I... Because of the order I did things, but... Mm-hmm. I I feel like everyone kind of looks the way I think they're supposed to, and yeah, I don't know the the land like the actual land looks the way I pictured when they described in the books. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So I guess I didn't even notice that. I was just like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, no, everything visually is pretty well done. It's just that's one of those things I always notice mm-hmm. because it's I mean it's a lot easier to get a husky than it is to get a trained wolf. So. Fair. That's a fair thing. Like, especially when you have multiple of them, I feel like ethically you start running into some issues. Right. And they are children, so. Yeah. Um, we have Edmund Foley sitting on the witch's throne. Bad plan. He's the uh, biggest fool. So funny. Literally an idiot. Also, when the wolves 
chased them back to the beaver's house and then there was an escape hatch and mrs uh mr beaver's like yeah this goes to my buddy house a buddy's house and mrs beaver's like i thought this went to your mother's good (laughs) i did not hear that that's funny (laughs) oh my gosh I was listening to it with headphones on, though, so I was, like, very... That's probably the way to Very do. into it. probably so immersive when you do that. Yeah. Also, let's talk, about, headphones too. let's talk about the film score for Narnia. So good. What a, mm. So good. It's been on yeah. my little... I'm a big film score fan, and it's been on my playlist Fair. for years. I think I've had that playlist since, like, sophomore year of college, so... Not that I'm that old, but that's a while. Yeah, I feel that. No, everything's really well done in this, to be honest. It's so pleasant. Also, I noticed that the fox was voiced by Prince Charming from Shrek. And I know that's something you didn't notice, but I was like, oh, that's so funny that you brought up Shrek thinking that that's what you noticed. And that's why you're thinking about Shrek. Yeah, dude. That is funny. I... I when you told me that when you were watching the movie, I told Mike and he was like, Oh my goodness, he is and I was like, gosh I immediately, as soon as you spoke, I was like, Prince Charming. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad he doesn't say mummy. Yeah. <laughs> I just that his voice is so ingrained in my childhood that I can pick him out anytime he speaks, I feel like. What a film. What a film. So good masterpiece yeah that's so funny Uh, i did not i wish i picked that up yeah every time i even like looked at the fox i just thought of prince charming i don't know did you oh but the professor did you place him no professor slughorn (sighs) man he had that voice like the he's got such a distinct voice like the ho ho you know how he talks like that <laughs> that's yeah mike and i both looked at each other we're like oh, slughorn but he, it's he really doesn't probably, look like him that much no one no he doesn't i'm also guessing it was probably like the um fact that we didn't get much time with the professor at all no but we do get the conversation on logic yeah but we don't get much time with him in the book, so it's not like a big difference, really. Right. I kind of wish Disney did so, all the movies. Maybe they get progressively worse. I haven't seen all of them because I didn't watch Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yeah. I'm going to try to read that book before I watch it this time. Yeah, it looks like they came out like... I think the, the first one came out in 2005, and then I think the last one came out in 2010. I wonder if people just lost interest. I'm sure they took so long to film and do all the things. There's just so yeah. many things that they had to add in. Yeah. I mean, now I think film production is probably a little different, even from, I mean, I'm assuming it's changed in the last 15 years, 13 years, I suppose, yeah. that's 2010. So I don't know. I wonder if people just kind of, it just lost its steam, but I kind of wish they did all of them because it's really kind of a cute, so far, a cute series. Yeah. I don't know if, like, there is even that big of a fan base for Narnia. I remember it being kind of big when it came out. Like, when the first one came out, I remember that being kind Mm -hmm. of, kind of a big deal for some reason. But maybe because my 
mom had read them to my brother and so like we knew about it it was on our radar kind of thing but yeah I feel like I remember watching Disney Channel and they would give you like the behind the scenes of filming yeah that was always kind of cool I feel like they did that one where is this filmed by the way it's got to be New Zealand it's always New Zealand it's always New Zealand I have no idea but it's always New Zealand I'm I would put money on that let's see I mean, I, I won't, but <laughs> New Zealand, 100%. That's what it was. New Zealand. Nice. It's always New Zealand. Like, it's just so otherworldly. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I need to go to New Zealand. Well, in the water color, it. I feel like that's what totally gave it away for me. Like, when it's that, like, icy teal blue. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. Yeah. New Zealand. Lord of the Rings is just down the road filming. I'm just kidding. Yeah. The homies still. Actually, when did chilling. Lord of the Rings, when did those movies come out? I don't know. I feel like 2005 is too late, but I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, a lot. I feel like they came out in the 2003. 90s. Oh. For Return of the King, which is the last hmm. one. So it would have been done filming, potentially. When did the, well, The Hobbit came out much later. Just had a total brain yeah. fart for a second. Interesting. So right after Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Also the moment when they thought uh, the White Queen was chasing the group, but it was Santa. That was a pretty good moment. That and then was he's a like, good moment. Listen, I had, I had the sleigh and the reindeer first. That was my thing. She stole it. <laughs> and he isn't so... Like commercialized, horribly sexist Father Christmas too. Yeah, and horribly sexist. <laughs> they did cut some of those weird things that they said. He was say- he did say something yeah. though. I feel like about I hope you don't go to work. Kind of thing. I feel like he says. Yeah, he said that like. Um, or to not he use said it. to to. Yeah, he basically said like war's ugly, but instead of saying like war's ugly when it's women. <laughs> there, are, I can't wait for you to read the other ones because there's a few things like. Uh, even just in the in the next book where I was like, Rachel's gonna hate that. Yep. Just some I'm a just menace. Some it's fine. And like the first yeah. page of the the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, they they call someone like uh, he describes someone as like obnoxiously fat or something or like a Norbert. I was like, oh whoa. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a descriptor, but mm. I was like, you just don't see that now. I don't know. It's just yeah, funny. I was like. I forgot how they say it, but it, it kind of kind of made me chuckle. I'm like, Rachel's going to be so annoyed. Yep. Listen, I don't I don't ever let it slide for the times, you know? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, oh, I did like Mrs. Beaver fixing her fur when they were walking to the stone table. I thought that was cute. Oh, and then uh, he was like, you look fine, darling. That part. Yeah. I was like, oh, he was like, so cute. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you I, look lovely. I'm like, aw. How many times do you think in this podcast I said cute? Not enough. Not enough. Not cute, enough. Cute and obviously. So if I could describe this whole book, movie experience mm-hmm. in two words, it'd be obviously cute. There we go. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Yeah, that was it's so sweet. I thought that was just like the so nice little moment. I don't think that's in the book. I don't remember that being in the book. It's not, but I like it. Yeah, I like that. Also, I did kind of enjoy Aslan making Peter kill the wolf. 
while they were all there. Because, like, I feel like that was a moment that needed to happen for the fact that, like, they're literally going to war. And this is, like, in a controlled environment. So he could, what did they you know say in the mean? book? So he could earn his spurs or something? Something, though. Yeah. I, what do we think about Liam Neeson? It's a wild choice. A very wild choice, but I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it, but I do kind of wish that he had an English accent. Like, I feel like that, for some reason, legitimizes yeah. it for me. I don't I don't know why. I just... I'm going to stick with my... I, t- I know I told you yesterday, but I would stick with my vote for Tom Hiddleston. I just feel like he would be, like, a very calming voice. But I feel like it needs to be, like, a little bit yeah. more grisly. But I like the idea of it being not... I don't know. So, that's my two know. cents. <laughs> I don't know if Tom Hiddleston was popular enough in 2005. No, I don't think so. I'm just, you know, dreamscaping here and... Fair. That would be a good choice. Trying to think of someone else. Neeson is just such a wild choice. I feel like I always see him in action movies. So for him to be playing essentially Lion God, it's strange. Is... What is his nationality? Is he... American? I think he's American. I think so. In Love Actually, he sounds like Scottish or Irish. Hold on, I'm going to check myself. Oh, no, he's from the UK. I stand corrected. Oh. Oh. He was, so we're just dirtbags. Yeah. He was born in... I'm going to say it wrong. Ballymena? In the UK? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's in Northern Ireland, so... Oh, so he's Irish. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so I'm not completely not completely incorrect, but I learned something today. Anyway. There we go. There we go. But he doesn't sound like that. He sounds like he has an American English accent in in that movie. Yeah, maybe he's just like at that point, I feel like he, they always make him put on an English accent. So I know sometimes when people have to do accents for too long that aren't their original one, they just kind of get stuck with it. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like he flips a switch often, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. So they meet Aslan at the stone table. Meet Aslan. Um, I have a note in here that Edmund specifically is going to need so much therapy. So you get time to They all do. They really do. I hopefully Narnia has good therapists. When the witch turns on him, though, when he when he sees her, she's like, yeah, she straight up smacks him. <laughs> yeah, she smacks him like a couple times. I'm like, girl, chill. I know, but I was like, she just flipped a switch. I don't know. It was just like a. Mm-hmm. It's not funny for her to beat a child. Let's just. I want to make that very clear. But yeah, just the the switch flipping was just so funny to me. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, I have a note in here that I really like the floor table that everybody eats at later. Oh my gosh, I thought the same thing! <laughs> like, I was obsessed with it. So I'm I'm one of those people that just, like, loves watching a movie for set design. I just love it. And that was part of the reason we mm-hmm. watched Narnia a couple weeks ago. I'm like, I bet it has really good set design. <laughs> yeah. Like, the professor's like, house want- is so cute. I don't know. Oh my gosh, yes. I was obsessed with Mr. Tumnus's house. I would happily own that. 
I feel like you have very much that, like, quintessential dark academia vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... I feel like it's... I call it, like, quirky traditionalism. That's fair. I don't really know how else. Yeah, like, if a medieval house could just be pumped full of electricity, yeah, that's where I want to live. I feel like you could live in, like, any of the Hogwarts common rooms. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be happy. There you go. You got your Harry Potter reference. Actually, I already said Slughorn. It's fine. I am who so, I am. It works. Um, I Another note I had is when they all are together again, practicing and getting ready. Um, I thought it was really funny that Lucy throws this dagger that is very obviously not a throwing dagger. Like her they could have just her given her a teeny dagger that was so cute. Yeah, but I'm like, they could have just given her a throwing dagger if they wanted her to be able to throw it. I don't know. These are things I, I don't catch. Funny. I don't know anything about knives. I feel like Mike has a bunch of knives. Like he used to have like all those little trick knives, mm-hmm. and uh, they're nice for opening boxes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like with throwing daggers, they need to be like, like evenly weighted really lightweight and like hers got like this bulky handle that's just not functional look man this is from santa so yeah fair enough i guess everything that we know about daggers or throwing knives has gone out the window mm-hmm. yeah magic so don't worry True. about it i kind of forgot you got that, actually yeah i'm forgetting a lot of details at least we actually <laughs> used it it's fine um i also really liked that the horse's name was philip that made me laugh so cute Cute. I've never seen the scene of Aslan being murdered. I don't know if it was cut for TV, if I've never seen this all the way through. What happened? Dude, all? I told you. I I, I gasped. Audibly gasped. Yeah. And I I knew well, I hadn't I hadn't seen it in a long time. I know that he essentially gets crucified, but uh mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the right term, but you know, he gets murdered. And um, yeah. I know, like, he gets shaved, like the crown of thorns. Like, I, I get the idea, and I know they panned away from it, but then mm-hmm. I don't know why, but shaving him just felt so. I don't know. Like, obviously, yeah. they were, like, not, not obviously, oh my goodness. They beat him. They're trying to humiliate him. Yeah, they beat yeah. him, and, like, I don't know, that was more to be expected. But then mm-hmm. she shaves him, and then she wears it later. In the, the I did not realize on that. the battlefield, she's wearing his mane, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I did not realize that. You didn't? Oh my gosh! That's what no. I'm saying. I I gasped when it happened, and then when it came up later, I may have cried. I don't know. I cry a lot in movies. If, like I said, it, it right. doesn't have to be quite even that sad. I'll just cry. <laughs> I did not put that together at all. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. That's not in the book. Um, and yeah. I thought that was like kind of an interesting add-in to just kind of make you hate her a little bit more. I thought it was a powerful visual, but... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember, like I knew it happened, but I did not really remember that scene in the way Yeah. that it happened. But I'm kind of glad that they panned away because I'm like, that would be a lot for kids to watch them like aggressively shave an animal and... Yeah. I don't know. It's sad. 
Oh, and then the witch's eyes turn all black in that moment. I'm like, oh. Some dark magic stuff. Some old magic. Yep. Yep. Satan. <laughs> oh, And then I just realized in this moment, like not in this moment, but like when I was watching it um, during that moment that like Lucy immediately goes for her healing potion. And then I realized book Lucy did not even consider trying to heal Aslan. She didn't even think about it. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I feel like Maybe kind of they like. do it just for the sake of people being like, oh, why don't you just do that? But he's already dead. So yeah, it's not going to work, clearly. Clearly. So when they go to war, Peter riding out front, wild choice for a child. Um, he's got, then he's we also, funny. I don't know. The two girls fall asleep on Aslan's dead body. That's a choice. Um, They're sad, dude. They are sad, but it's still he a choice. He is representing Jesus, and they love him. What is wrong with you? You get so mad that they hold him. He just died. Just died. I don't died. the holding. He's not, like, rotting holding. on the earth already. I mean, he probably is starting to, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the decomposition starts ASAP, right? But... <laughs> Fair enough. I just... It always shocks me how people are able to, like... Like, the knee-jerk reaction to fall asleep always shocks me. I don't know. Like, it it shocks me that they were able to sleep. You know what I mean? Well, I think body. that they're, like, crying their eyes out, right? So they probably just yeah. at some point collapse in exhaustion. I think it's more like that. If I had to yeah. guess. Just wild to me, personally. I don't know. I'm gonna give him a pass considering he is the representation of Jesus in Narnia. Fair. Fair enough. Um, so I do really like that Peter is just trying to get Edmund to get their sisters home. I thought that was really sweet that that kept happening. He's growing up. Honestly, yeah. I would say Peter is still on a power trip and Edmund has already kind of came around a little bit. Fair. Fair. A little bit. Like, a little bit. <laughs> he definitely is, but it's it's better, I feel like. Yeah. Than it used to be, at least. Like, he's at least kind of listening to everyone else. Right. And Aslan um, already told him to move on at that point. To yeah. Or to, to let it go. So, at least we finally get to see Susan use her bow in the movie, so that's good. Right. Yeah, when you said that in the um, book, I was like, oh my goodness, you're right. She actually didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, she never uses it and. Honestly, um, Lucy never uses the dagger either. Right. I will note that um, when they become royalty, Lucy having a little stepping stool that we're supposed to like not notice is one of my favorite touches. Oh my goodness, I didn't notice that either. Yeah, like they pan away from when everyone's getting in their chair, trying to make it it all uniform but she has to like get on this stepping stool and sit down at the same time as everybody else so she has like her foot back and like lowers herself into it i also thought the age up was a bit rough like you can definitely tell who everybody is but like they don't look related anymore like when they become adults like everybody has very different oh, facial yeah, structures the adult choices were weird I yeah like weird. And also, they still made Lucy so much younger than Edmund when there's only, like, a couple years difference between them. Like, 
they made Lucy look like she was like in her early 20s and then like Peter looked like he was like in his 40s yeah Peter looked really old yeah so it was like like do you think that like there's still a great distance like between Peter and Lucy there's probably only like a max max 10 year difference but realistically it's probably like seven ish year difference i did appreciate though that i don't feel like they did the old medieval language yeah thank god i hated that in the book i was like is this really necessary i think if they look old i would kind of get the point (laughs) yeah i will still say though that the idea of being an adult and then being shoved back into my childhood body yeah i think that would suck yeah that's terrifying i thought the same i don't know like i guess i get it in the stance of you know then they're able to like not enough time has passed so that they can still like see their mom and like all that kind of stuff but imagine being an adult and being treated like a child I couldn't. Mm-mm. They do talk like, about it in like, the second one. Okay. At least in the like, book. Imagine you're like used to going home. Like they were talking about marrying off like Lucy and Susan. Like imagine you're married off. You have a couple kids your own. You're used to going out for beers with your boys. And then suddenly you're shoved back into your 10 year old body. Well, just like the oh. life experiences you would have at that point too. Yeah. Like you said, like drinking and like maybe they've yeah. been married. Maybe they've already had their first kiss. Oh, and then they have to go back to being like 10. That is so weird. That is so weird. I couldn't imagine just being like, you know, a grown adult and then being forced to go back into fifth grade. Yeah, that would be so crazy. Therapy, dude. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. They, like, all those kids would end up, end up in, like, a psych ward. Yeah, because who are they going to talk to about it besides each other? Yeah. Maybe the and professor. you know one of them's going to... Maybe, but, like, one of them's going to go through a weird phase where they, like, say that it never happened and they all, like, had this dream together. We shall see. I'm not far yeah. enough to even give you an idea. But, yeah, yeah I was kind of thinking that, too. It... It kind of comes up in um, Prince Caspian a little bit and like having to go back to being a kid. And I think they do say something like yeah. once in the movie. But like just imagine having gone through some sort of education system, whatever mm-hmm. they did, and then going, like you said, going back to like fifth grade. Like that blows yeah. my mind. You'd have to go through puberty twice. Does that mean that they would like. I mean, this is a Disney movie, but <laughs> they're going to have to, like, lose their virginity more than once. <laughs> I don't know. This is just awful. I don't know if it counts like that, though. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'd be so mad. And, like, does every time they go back to Narnia, are they, like, in their adult bodies? Or do they restart as a child again? Oh, that they would. They go back as a child. No! <laughs> I'd be so mad! But I, so, okay, I don't want to, I'm not going to give too much away, but I'll just say, like, they go back to Narnia, I think you can assume, by the second one, and 
they in the book it's like they're still their age but then they feel themselves like getting stronger already like time just moves differently so like they they feel like they're aging when they're there okay like they like they talk about a hike being difficult or something and then it was like but we could keep up it was like our strength was coming back and so I think it, it'll probably be addressed a little bit more clearly later on. But I'd be like just trying to bring the people I care to Narnia and call it it. Like I'd be like, yeah, we're not going to go. I'm not going back. The thing I'm that, not going back. The thing that also blows my mind is. Uh, sorry. <laughs> the thing that also blows my mind is that they. Um, whenever they come back, even if they've been away for like a couple weeks. Someone mm-hmm. you know is probably, like, dead. Yeah. Like, even by the end of the book, at least, Mr. Tumnus is old. Yeah. Like, they'll probably never see him again. So, that's just, ugh, no. And then, like, do people try and rule in their stead while they're gone? They'll, you'll see. Okay. But. I'd be pissed. You're constantly having to take back your kingdom. You just need to, like, put someone in place, I guess. I don't know. Oh, you gotta, you gotta read the book, too! <laughs> Publication yeah, order. truly. Prince Caspian. Yeah, dude. I, I was thinking about that. That whole time situation is kind of mind-boggling. Yeah. That would be rough. So, overall... Overall. Your thoughts? I liked it more than I thought I would. Um... It's just wild that it's a kid's movie, to be honest. <laughs> That's what I was trying to tell you before. Like, kind of, it was a little bit more dark than I was expecting. I mean, it's got some darkness yeah. in it, of course, in, in the story, mm-hmm. but watching Aslan get murdered is... A lot. A lot, even though you it's don't really see it. It's very, yeah. it's impactful. Mm-hmm. Anything you would change. I definitely. I don't think so, actually. I feel like Santa's a bit unnecessary, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I kind of felt that way too, but he's... I mean, I think they could have received those gifts in a different way. Like, we talked about that in the book. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I just, I think the movie's really well done. I think it's... I'm not mad about any of the changes, really. Um... Yeah, I agree. I think that they made some good choices when they did change things. Definitely curious about movie two, for sure. You're going to have to read book two. They're all super I short. I think that we, we do need to add just in here. I thought they were going to be so long. I may have already said this. I thought so, too. I thought they were going to be so long. I thought they were these like massive chapter books. And they are mm-hmm. so easy to read. Yeah. So quick. They really are. It's- but... Sweet. That's all we have for today. It has been a blast. Yeah. It's been a ride. Truly. Thank you, Allison, so much for joining, and we will see you all in the next episode. Thanks for having Bye. me. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.